Good morning, and welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. Grab your cup of joe, because this episode with Jackson Crushfield, it's a good one to wake up to. You know, both of us, very beautiful voices and calming presences. Um, But yeah, Jackson Crushfield came on this week, very inviting person, one of the first people that actually you know, saw me at a two open mics or three open mics and said, hey, what's going on, man? And, and decided to have a conversation with me, connected on rock climbing. Uh, Jackson is a uh, very experienced comedian. You can tell that in his comedy. Uh, look him up on Instagram. Very funny guy. Very experienced. Also very grounded from Alabama. Um, also very competitive. <laughs> uh, very passionate, I guess, is, is, is a better word for, for Jackson. He... He rock climbs, he is insane in ping pong, and goes ham in chess. Pretty much goes ham in anything that he does, but yeah, we started out with uh, his background in Alabama and really dove into how that has shaped him and how that influenced his thoughts moving forward in comedy. So, very, very cool guy, beautiful man. Thanks, Jackson, for coming out here, and thank you all for listening. Uh, Appreciate it, and enjoy. And uh, you went to the store and you're like, I need a football. And they're like, it's ninety dollars. You're like, what the? Your football's ninety bucks? What? Are you oh, insane? Shit. Yeah, I forgot I'm taking about all of those, dude. Yeah, I mean, all you had to do was come in with your gym bag that you were coming in with, anyways. Yeah. Or your basket or your um, your school bag, dude. Yeah. We had this store called Academy, and it was like this, the Southern Dicks or whatever. The Southern Dicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dicks I was like, good Southern Dicks, dude. <laughs> No, it was uh, fucking, but they they couldn't afford cameras, so we'd just throw the football around, and then we'd walk out as if it was our football. We'd be like, oh, go along, and then we're like, all right, we're getting out, and they'd be like, hey, get out of here, kids, and you're like, all right, we'll take our football and go home. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like nine footballs, you know? Holy shit, dude. Yeah. yeah, you have nine? You got one for each kid, or? We like... stole a few, though. We okay. stole like two or three. Not enough. No, no. I mean... We never want. We never were for want in the football department. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about the coffee though, real quick. Okay. Um, it's just like I feel like that's the best part in the morning to, like, really because you're. It hasn't kicked in yet, but like mm-hmm. mentally you're feeling it, so you're still connected to that like tired morning subconscious. Yeah. But it's like kicking in like more thoughts about it and like getting things going. Yeah. In my opinion. And then you yeah. freak out when the coffee high just like peaks, and then uh... that's true. I, I feel like I almost become useless when all the coffee's hitting at once. Yeah, because then you're just kind of like, yeah. you're like all fried or whatever. <laughs> I like feeling that feeling of like, oh, because you can feel oh, like your you body not doing anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the shitting's a big one. <laughs> My favorite artist, this guy, you know, Iron and Wine is. Um, I've heard of him, but I yeah, don't. he's like real soft and sweet yeah. stuff. Yeah. But he was like, uh, they're like, what do you? How do you write your? And he's like, I wake up like really early. Like, before I have to take my kids to school? Yeah. And they just do it then. And they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, because you don't... Like, you know, there's no barriers. Like, all day you're just like, oh, I can't do these things or I can't do that. And in the morning, you're, like, so close to the subconscious, you just kind of, like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that sounds cool. That's actually a good point. Yeah. yeah. You haven't been... You- corrupted by the thoughts of the of your shitty life during yeah. the day yet yeah you just wake up and you're still in dream world a little bit well i just get like pissed off all day yeah. and then you're like well fuck that you don't want to do anything yeah. i just want to play my baseball game and go yeah, home true. maybe have a drink or something mm-hmm. yeah uh but, but 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 ladies and gentlemen 
Jackson Crutchfield, dude. Hello. Thanks for coming on, dude. This is good. Yeah, this is already this is already great. Yeah. Uh, have you farted in the, in the, in a mic yet? No. Okay. No. Oh, in a mic before? Uh, yet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that'd be the perfect way to start. I've definitely this. run out of jokes and been like, oh, my five minutes is up. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> use this one next. Yeah. See yeah. what happens. But uh, but I did want to get back to since we were talking about it already that you grew up in Alabama, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking yeah insane. I mean, is I grew it? up in Ohio. Know. Yeah, okay. so so I feel like even I don't know, dude. What is the you know, South like? Do you know that no one in the South likes Ohio? Really? Yeah, no one likes Ohio. Why? Because we were like the North Star State, like the line <laughs> where people would cross and be I don't free. Think, I don't, we don't have geography now. <laughs> Oh, and people weren't free even when they did cross the Ohio line. Oh, really? In, in, no, in your eyes. Oh. In the south side. I, I don't know. Give <laughs> me one of those books, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, already trying to, I'm already trying to paint you with your uh, most racist stuff. Yeah, dude. This, welcome to the fucking Carpetbagger Daily Podcast. <laughs> We're fucking exposing the truth. No, we like... Ohio is like... Um, it, like, had some big cities, and then people just, like, thought they were the shit. Basically, uh, so no one likes Florida. Florida's not the South. Once you go past the Florida, uh, south of Fort Lauderdale, everyone says, now you're in Ohio. Yeah. In, so Florida's... That's what they say. Florida's, like, another Ohio? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Because those people might as well uh, be from Ohio. Really? Yeah. People just don't like people from Ohio. I don't know why. <laughs> but they're just, like, those people, they're just, like, bland, northern, oatmeal fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all the, um, what do they call them? Like, the winter birds or whatever that fly down Snowbirds. there? Snowbirds. Snowbirds. Yeah. It was a big industry for us. My parents owned some <laughs> uh, beach condos. Oh, really? And they were, like... Hunters? No. No, they, like, outright owned them. Um, and then, yeah, we would always, like... Fingers crossed that the Canadians would come down. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Do yeah. people come like visit uh, like Alabama for fun? Well, Gulf Shores costs nothing to go to. Okay, like the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go to the Gulf Coast? Not me. That's <laughs> There's no way. It's all rednecks. Yeah. It's fucking like throw up everywhere from spring breakers because it also costs nothing for them too. Um, sand, whatever the fucking I don't know. There's like one good beach in Florida. And then the keys, obviously, but like, you can't afford to go to those. So yeah, we got like good, honest people coming down to be like snowbirds or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we had this like unit, or we had this like agency that would like find Canadians to come like stay in our thing. Really? But they forgot to tell us that they got someone one time. <laughs> and so we're like all asleep in our like little beach condo or whatever. And I'm sleeping on the couch because we, you know, there's like one bedroom. And uh, there's a knock on the door at, like three in the morning, and my dad approaches the door in just like his whitey tidies like like southern alabama shit yeah and this late there's like a whole family they're like we gotta come in and it's like three or four <laughs> in the morning and he was like nah you can't really he, he told him no yeah there's no room at the end no That's no room at the end fucking <laughs> well what did they do they just else. like closed them out or? i don't remember i went back to sleep <laughs> i was just like i saw my dad's dick way too many times tonight Rest. You're like, what do you mean? What did they do? They left. (laughs) (laughs) They turned around. She had this like accent though. She didn't sound Canadian. Whatever the Canadian accent is, she was like, "Hey, there's a naked man in our unit." He's like, "No, I fucking own this place." And I was like, hell yeah. And I fucking rolled over. Yeah, dude. So that's what you did for fun down in Alabama, was turn people away from the yeah. <laughs> beach houses that yeah. they booked. Yeah. No, seriously, did you guys get to take it? I know you said it's like, you know, cheap, you know, nobody wants to be down in the Gulf and all that sort uh-huh. of stuff, but it sounds like 
you know, for you, if you're already one of the rednecks, you know, you might as well go down to the Gulf and hang yeah. out, right? Yeah. So a- Alabama, I think overall is like, um, Horsepins 40 is considered like right behind Fontainebleau, best climbing in the, on the planet. Um, um, it's just like this, yeah, massive rock garden. In terms of like natural stuff, like some of the best fly fishing, one of the largest like cave, like most developed cave systems in the country. Um, it's just a, one of the most beautiful states. I think Tennessee's just like face value prettier because mm. it's rolling hills, mountainous, beautiful. Like the colors work just right. But Alabama's like dirtier. Right. But in terms of nature, it's the fucking best. Right. Uh, Georgia's fine. Georgia's got some cool stuff towards Chattanooga. Then it just flattens out. Mm. But Alabama's really good that way. So I, a lot of people don't know that and then the people who do it's sort of like uh, Bozeman Montana mm. where the people who live in Bozeman they're like don't fucking mm-hmm. we know what this is yeah. don't fucking go around talking about it you know what I mean <laughs> Oh, cool. So you're you're going against your magician's code for Alabama right now and telling everybody how beautiful yeah, Alabama is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but it's one of those things, like, I don't know how many fly fishermen you have listening to your podcast, <laughs> but like, the word's not, Yeah, it's not, like, Rogan, like, legit, uh, there's a guy from, the guy from Meat Eater, like, legit got rad at, mad at Joe Rogan, because mm-hmm. he's like, Bozeman's amazing. He's like, don't fucking... You, everyone is going to do what you say. You yeah. know what I mean? And I love Bozeman, so don't fucking do that again. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I never, uh, I never like, considered, like, the different types, like, like, you were talking about, like, Tennessee, though. Tennessee is really beautiful in, like, a green, yeah. grassy, open Have you sort been? of way. Uh, I mean, I've driven through it a couple times, and I've been to Nashville. Yeah. Um, like, and around that area and driving yeah. around it. And it really is just, like, and it, it's, like, a weird piece, you know? It just seems mm-hmm. like there's a... A hush yeah. like that, that rolls over. Yeah, and every farm, no matter how dilapidated, it's just an idyll. It's just like set on this little prairie side. It's yeah. just beautiful. It's not too far from a grocery store. Yeah. Like you see one in Oklahoma and you're like, I'm a thousand miles away from water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and I was going to say that that compared to like, but I, I understand what you mean. It's not like, say you go to Nevada and there's like canyons and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But Alabama seems to have like a good mix of, you know, actual rock, you know, Mountains you can climb, things you can, you know, face. Yeah, we got everything. Conquer and mm-hmm. Fly fishing. There, it sounds like there's bears down there. I feel like there's bears. In Black Alabama. bears, yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's some. You ever fight a bear? No, I haven't seen one. Uh, coyotes got bad, but I think coyotes got bad there about the same time. They probably would have gotten bad in Ohio, maybe. Yeah. Because uh, they sort of moved across the country like that, you mm. know. So, uh, coyotes are annoying, but... Yeah. Um, so, so what... I, I mean, you and I rock climb, so I did want to get into that. But was okay. there... Was that, like, something that you did when you were young? Or was there, like, a bigger... I mean, did you as kids just, like, do degenerate shit like I did yeah. in Ohio? Okay. I, was, I just like climbing buildings and shit. They had buildings to climb in yeah, Alabama. Yeah. Okay. And people's houses and stuff. You would actually climb their houses? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing... No one's doing anything bad down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you ever break a gutter? Gutters, you can't... They can't hold you. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You yeah. gotta go up the side. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah. go around the gutter. But that's usually where, like, the carport leads to the next part. Sure. There's no gutter next to the carport right yeah yeah no that's fair if there is a carport it turns from like a v5 to like, yeah. a, like a v3 yeah fine. <laughs> i was definitely that kid like in my little very tiny like mayberry style neighborhood where like you would i would just enter someone's property or like climb their house because <laughs> it's like i know for a fact that if they walk outside and they see a seven-year-old they're gonna be like either like one hey like don't fucking do that or they'll be like hey look it's a fucking seven-year-old like who gives a shit there's no fucking rules when you're seven <laughs> 
take your bike with a fucking... Isn't it insane? I, my brother, when he was like seven, he like went over to our friend's house in the same neighborhood. And they weren't home, but they had like a video game that they wanted to, that he wanted to play. And yeah. so he just went in and started playing the video game. Hell yeah, <laughs> When dude. nobody was there, he's like, well, I just wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. And you can't get in trouble. He was, it was like, he's just a little yeah. kid. Uh, but was it, was it GoldenEye per chance? It, I think it was GoldenEye dude, okay. actually, because <laughs> we had the Nintendo sixty four, but we didn't have GoldenEye. Huh. Um, actually, we did get it. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I wish it was still acceptable because one time when I was in college, I came home and nobody was home, right? Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like you know I had all my bags and like this big ass coat and like I was just looking kind of scrappy. Yeah. And I climbed up our back. Like nobody was home so I had to go up and find a window that was open. Yeah. And I climbed up like a back porch and jumped onto the roof. Yeah. There was like a little uh, like balcony back there and uh, and then I went around front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just I don't look like myself, that's for sure. I yeah. just look like a big dude and I slide in and then just fall in. It was fun though. Assassin's Creed is I think the Fuck main yeah. goal. Fuck yeah. Of uh, of really learning to climb anything. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my high school had this point in the school where, like, the three different branches connected, and it was, like, this three-story, like, sort of modern build. It had, like, beams or whatever, and you could leverage yourself in between, like, these big steel beams and, like, the massive glass wall, because glass has this, like, you know glass has that friction where it's not, it doesn't have friction, but, like, something about, like, moisture in your skin. (laughs) Yeah, you stick to it, and you could just, like, shimmy up, and you could climb, we'd climb, like, three floors up. And then we, I did that during summer school one time with, like, the two other guys because we had nothing else to do. Right. And then I did it during the school year, and everyone's like, this guy's insane. <laughs> and I was like, actually, I was a big, I was the last one to do this. But then I, I definitely took all the credit. Oh, yeah. What grade was that again? I don't know. Like sixth grade, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's, I had like a similar, uh, similar experience, but I feel like also for me, like trees was where it started because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you would you want to take cover at least for us, like as kids, we would go into like the small patches of wooded area yeah. and try to climb trees as much as we could, yeah, and then fall and break our our necks, and yeah, have a really good time with that. Hell yeah, I never mm-hmm. fell. You never, never fell. Never fell. Oh, big Jason over here, not falling out of trees. That's what it is. Like, what are these fucking idiots doing falling? <laughs> what are you doing? Just be fucking sure-footed. Well, you know, there's the branch that looks pretty solid. It breaks when you step on it, and then you fall. That's just how it goes. Yeah, but you gotta like slowly put your weight on it. Yeah. You gotta test it. Yeah. No, yeah. see, we're not that smart. I yeah. Don't know. There's like thorns out in the in the in our trees and shit as well. Yeah. And you gotta climb like them damn bears do. They fucking do it one like slow step at a time. That's true. We didn't have those Alabama black bears dude, yeah, to dude. learn from. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you started getting really into climbing when? Um. I don't know if I ever got, like, really, really into it. I feel like I always just kind of, like, did it. Mm. I think during college, we did a little more. I think the transition came from I always played football, and then in college I did rugby and stuff. Really? And then, yeah. yeah. But then the transition came when you, your body's like, hey, you can't do this anymore. Like, you just can't. Like, you don't. I was, I got to, I finally got to the rugby point. And I was like, oh, I'm in, like, the best shape of my life. And then I would, kept, I would like, break my collarbone. And then the second that's healed, I fucking, like, broke my elbow. And it's like everything. And, like, my body's not, I'm not strong enough. Like, I'm too, I'm too dainty to play this sport. Um, yeah, so it just, it was just the natural evolution of, like, I would like to do stuff. And then there's, like, women. You're like, whoa, that's yeah, a that's a plus. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that. Yeah, I understand that. Well, and I think there is something, uh, I mean, 
you know, with rugby, you just feel, like you say, you're in the best shape of your life. You also just feel, like, masculine, just, like, running into other people mm-hmm. and just, like, getting these bruises and scars. I actually yeah. saw a dude, he started bleeding from his head during, a, like, an official rugby game. This was on TV. Yeah. And he just wrapped his head up and he just kept going, dude. Hell yeah, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. There is, like, a hardcore element yeah. to rugby. And I would say there's a similar hardcore element in rock climbing, mm-hmm. whereas you can just beat your hands. You're just throwing yourself at it, like, a rock, basically. Yeah. You just beat your arm up and there's like a certain i think you were telling me like in alabama you know you climb you boulder and there's no mats you know so yeah you're, you're falling what like 15 feet if you make it yeah, that far yeah there's some highball stuff down there that's pretty wild I, I don't know i think for the most part climbing feels i think at this point it feels pretty like the safe like the kids have taken over yeah. not the kids but like I don't want to say PC. I don't want to be that guy. Well, the next generation of, uh, of yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, it's not punk rock. It's very much like yeah. these kids, if religion was cool, these kids would go to church. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're, they got mats. They're like the right mats. Oh, and they're man. like, we got the, we're drinking tea because caffeine, coffee's got uh, too much caffeine. They're like those guys. Yeah. That was the guys who climbed there. And no. they're definitely at this gym too. Yeah, yeah. They don't, you can't, the mask comes down for a second over the nose and uh, that lady's wagging her finger. Yeah. There are some nerds for sure. I think yeah. I would agree there is some element of punk rock being taken out of it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just, you know, that that generation in general do, they're doing that to everything. Yeah. Not, it's just yeah. a, a generation of uh, of cucks, I would say. Yeah, bit. but dude, people have been complaining about that for 40 years. Exactly. They've been giving out trophies at soccer games to teams yeah. who didn't win. True. You know? Yeah, I've I've cucked up some stuff in my life, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fired some away and the dude's wife. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, good course. for you, really? Yeah, no, I'm just... Oh, that's no, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I agree, though. But I, I, there, there's something about it where it's like they're almost taking, like, the textbook uh, element of it and, like, the learning nature of it as opposed to... I mean, just like I said, throwing yourself at a rock and just really mm-hmm. going ham. It's like, all right, well, we have to learn this technique and we have to like do this thing, get the mats and like get the harnesses. And is that kind of what you're talking about with the people coming in and making it real safe and like uh, cushy? I think I think a lot of it's just uh, this might be it's it's a lot of a female thing because there are a lot of women who play the sport, and I know I do know some women who are like. Fuck it, like we'll just you know rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. But I think when it, when the gym is legit, like at mine back home was like more than half women. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we're gonna fucking we got some hosier plan mm-hmm. and we got a little tea station. You're like, who the fuck needs a tea station <laughs> at a fucking gym? Like what? <laughs> Jackson, they've moved on from the tea. They do the uh, the flavor in the water now, just the two drops. Of the yeah, flavor. the flavor in the water, and then the what am I thinking of? <laughs> the, the fucking yerba mates. Oh, the fuck, yeah. you seen those boys? I have. The, are those ones with like the balls in their drink or no? No, they just, they're just. Don't even worry about it. Don't even talk to. We don't need to talk about it at all. But they just like I don't know. And, but that's why I liked about it because I remember. I got into it because, like, the the girls or whatever. But I there was, like, this chick that I hooked up with in college. And then I, like, we never hooked up again. But then afterwards, like, we started hanging out. And I was like, why don't I have more female friends? And then we started, like, her whole rock climbing crew. And I was like, oh, this is nice to have. Because I was only friends with comedians at the time. Yeah. I think we talked about this. And it was, I felt so weird at first because they were like, oh, you did a good job on that. And I'm like, what are you fucking trying, right? What's what your you, angle? Yeah, yeah, what are you fucking planning, dude? You fucking save, you, you downloading this right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to blackmail you into some sort of something later. Yeah. Remember when I said you did a good job? They'd bring it up later. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, look at this pussy doing a good job. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it's almost yeah. Well, that is something I wanted to to get into with you, but like, so basically, what it sounds like, obviously, the culture in Alabama is a lot different than probably what mm-hmm. you experienced up here, right? Yeah. And so, like, was rock climbing and like those natural, like you know, f- uh, fly fishing and and you know, n- nature based mm-hmm. uh, hobbies. Were those, like, ingrained in your culture, and, and did you feel a shift when you moved up here at all? I mean, hunting's a big one. I don't I don't know. I, I think everyone... I think Pennsylvania's really, really similar to Alabama in a lot of those ways, because most of it's not the big city. Oh, true. You know what I mean? It's, it's mostly just due to hunt, right. and then root for the flyers or the penguins. <laughs> like, it just, it's mostly that. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people still have that same thread. I think American... Uh, pastimes are still kind of you know ubiquitous. They're the same everywhere, hmm. but um, that makes sense actually. I feel like the common thread between Alabama and here, and the thing I like in pe- or I can relate to in people, is that it's blue collar. There's hmm. no there's no fan there's no rich pe- like people don't flaunt stuff as if like that is an achievement. Hmm. Like you, if every time I go to New York, I don't know. It's just weird. It's weird even being here and seeing someone drive like you know, a Rolls Royce down the street and you're like, how do you want to get fucking raped right now? That's insane. You have a Rolls Royce in Philadelphia. Like this is the weirdest city to be rich in. And that's the same way it is in Alabama. Like don't, you can't be rich in Alabama. And if you are way away from everyone else, you got to be like hiding. Like it's something to be embarrassed about is how wealthy your family is. Yeah. It's like a little, it's fucking, it's a little weird, but I don't know. It's just people are blue collar. They're like earnest. Humble. They're humble, and they just, like, there's no frills about it. They're not trying to impress you. They're not trying to... There's nothing they're trying to do. They're not trying to control the way you see them. They just are who they are. And regardless of anything, whether this is, you know, they're from the big city of Philadelphia, it's it's the same. They're just people, you know? And I like that. And every time I go to New York, I just don't know how to act. Mm. It's like you're going to a rich neighborhood, and Mm. you're not from there. And they know you're not from there, you know? That's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, have you noticed yourself change at all from, I mean, you've been here, what, a year, year and a half? Mm-hmm. Like, when you come home, do you feel any different? Or you feel, when you get home, do you become that same Alabama boy? Or <laughs> I just got back from Alabama yesterday mm-hmm. morning. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel any different. I don't, I don't think I'm self-aware enough. Do you feel that way? Do you like, do you like, yeah, do you like go somewhere for a weekend and you're like, wow, I've changed. (laughs) You say you write in your journal every morning? Yeah, well, yeah, I do write in a journal every morning. But, you know, I like, I I think the thing is like, uh, I'm part of the, I don't know, I grew up in a a weird culture, like Twitter culture and and things like that, where it promotes a lot of like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like people are supposed to change when they go, at least from Ohio to like a big city, you know, at least... Like, my perception of people that left and went to big cities when I was in Ohio was like, wow, like, they're doing something crazy and they're doing something different. Mm-hmm. And so I had that expectation for me. I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to become when yeah. I'm out there, you know? Well, I saw something this morning, like, just this morning where they were like, it was just some girl just doing, okay, the typical fucking TikTok where, like, a semi-hot girl is, like, taking, like, pan shots of her, like, in front of, like, a big, she's like, I'm traveling or whatever. And she's like, you know what, if you moved 
from like where you're from to a big city like you're awesome and i was like fucking kill yourself yeah like i don't know like i don't know why you gotta pat yourself on the back for any of this shit yeah i don't i don't get it i don't get that at all Well, and and that's what i wanted to to bring up was like i um i actually just did my last podcast episode was like um like reflection on 2021 basically okay and it was like i said like when i was in ohio i'm like oh damn like somebody coming out and moving into big city is a big thing Mm -hmm. and then i come out here i'm like oh no i'm still the same piece of shit that I've always been. Yeah. It's just like around people that don't know me. And yeah. so I feel less comfortable being a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I feel like I have like, I also didn't do comedy before. And I think you did do comedy. Oh yeah. Man we're too. Co- yeah. All three of us. We were, and not to be like a, but we were like good comics. You, uh, James, James and Moss and Zach Travis. And Zach Travis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zach was like the God. He, he, when I started, he was the fucking, he still is, dude. Yeah, he's the fucking best. I love Zach so much. I think he's been in like six or seven years uh, now. For some reason, he tells people ten years, which is the opposite of what everyone does. They always are decreasing their time to seem more impressive. Yeah. And Zach's just like, I don't know, 15 years? What do you want? Like, he doesn't even... He has no idea. But, um, I, I don't know. They, they, were, they were so good. And, like, we were good comedians. James just was the fastest person to be, like, a good comic that's ever existed he's so talented he's so funny and then zach was just on an ethereal plane and before i left like i was hosting at the fucking club back home and then we moved up here and yeah there was never i think had i moved because i always wanted to leave home uh especially like for comedy i always wanted to leave and there was always like oh my god this is terrifying like if i go by myself because there was two other people i was like i'm gonna go with that person yeah and then after like a couple months, I was like, nope, can't go with that. Like, I can't trust that. Like, they're not good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not whether it's comedy or they, they, they're not in control of their life. They're just, I can't trust that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And then these two came along and then there was never, there was, there was no, yeah, there's no part of it where it's like, oh, it might not work. It was like, it's fine. It's going to be great. Because wow. they're just, James is just an awesome person. Mm-hmm. And Zach's, I mean, Zach's a lot of fun and he's, and he's great. But like, once, when you, it was just me and those two guys, it's like, there's nowhere where we're not going to work out. Yeah. And moving up here, that has been the best. I don't know if, how much that's changed me, but that feeling of reassure, mm-hmm. that reassuring. Well, it's probably really good for like grounding you, you know what I mean? And, and like I so I came out here by myself, right? And, and that, that self, uh, you know, self-doubt that I was talking about, you know, moving from Ohio to here the whole yeah. time. Like, should I be different? Should I be changing at all? Yeah. Whereas with you, it's like, no, nah, this is my squad. These are my people. I'm not, right. you know, I'm going to be myself as I am around them here as right. I am going to be out there. Yeah, people like us for these reasons. It's okay to be this person. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that has been a big one. It's, mm-hmm. it's feeling better being accepted by another place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is really cool. It's cool that you guys all came. Did, was that like, what was the decision? How did that happen? You James just... asked me, and Zach was living with me at the time, and I think it was supposed to be like uh, James and Kellen, and then I would occupy like another room, and I was like, Zach's got to come too. And you know, they were like, all right, that sounds good. And then I think two months later, we were gone. Mm-hmm. We just didn't, because there was no... Like, dude, I, dude, I think James and Kellen are, like, the coolest people sure. ever. Yeah. Like, I've, had, I've got tons of friends. And you always have friends who are like, oh, yeah, it's a good... No, they're, like, the coolest people. <laughs> they have the sickest tattoos. <laughs> they have the best taste in music. Nice. Like, they're the only... Like, I've, I don't I don't want the Oxcord. I want to hear what they got going on. They're really? fucking badass. And all the way around, he's, like, extremely well-spoken. She's, like, crazy in her own fun way. Um, and I was like, yeah, whatever y'all... like. We're done. We're yeah, gone. We're going. To Where are we going? Yeah. yeah. Let me bring my fucking crazy ass roommate, dude. Let's. <laughs> no questions asked. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and again, I, I kind of want to know, like, what, like, because, like I said, it sounds like you're leaving, like, a whole life behind back there, right? I mean, or... I was, you? like, I was really mad and, like, unhappy there, though. Really? Yeah, because you have to understand, like, the car, like, I, I live to do the comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that thing so much. I left, I left a whole life behind to do the comedy, and there, we're not, there's nothing to do. Yeah. We're in, I'm at a, hosting at a club, and that's not, like, that's not an achievement at all. Like, it's a horrible club. It was a terrible place. We had no... We had, like, everything we did was DIY, and it was the same people come to our shows all the time. If we went to Atlanta, we got treated like nobodies. If we went to Nashville, Chattanooga, like, yeah, you can get on stuff, go in places, but that's, like, once a month when you go, you know? You can't fucking all... It's just... And it's awful. I actually listened to... um akash's podcast that you were on yeah and how you were talking about how you had to like drive three hours for a set one time and then showed up to work and then like quit oh yeah yeah i got fired from uh i had a really cool job at a brewery and they were like we don't want you anymore i was like really and they're like what are you you insane i was like oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. well but the thing that i wanted to talk about what i heard on that one was how you were talking about the show uh, that Pete, uh, the show about the comedian in uh, New York that it used to be like a youth pastor or something, or like a priest. Okay. Um, Pete Holmes, that's who it is. Okay, Pete Holmes, yeah. Yeah, that show that he does with... Crashing. The, crashing. Yeah. Crashing. Um, but you were talking about like shows about stand-up and things like that, and I wanted to relate what you were just talking about, how shitty your life was, you know, mm-hmm. down there, um, you know, how you hated everything and how you'd have to go so far for a show and things like that. And, yeah. Um, talking about how shitty like the the c- c- comedy lifestyle is, but they never show how fun it is. They never actually. Yeah, get yeah. Even while you're saying that, I wanted to get, like backtrack and be like, okay, I'm misrepresenting it though. No, because life was really great. Yeah, like life was, but it was also like, okay, my time here's done. Like, if I do have to go, because mm-hmm. it's not here. Yeah. So that I mean, there's that constant like low grade frustration. Mm-hmm. But yeah, life's so much fun. I I remember. I, like yeah, like one of the first big shows I got booked on that one that was up in uh, Chattanooga. I did like the show that night. I had only enough money for gas, and I like stopped at a gas station on the way out of town. Yeah. Hadn't eaten in like ten hours, and <laughs> fucking stole a bunch of like bars, and just eating a bunch of like stolen granola bars on the way home. Like this is the greatest night of my life because I just I just did well at a, like a club in Nashville, and I'm fucking it's like thirteen dollars of fucking granola, you know. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's like, it's so much fun. No one, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, that is a, no one ever shows how much fun it is. Yeah, well, and and it's funny because, I mean, if you look at it from, and again, I think this is me still thinking about things from like an Ohio perspective before moving out here. Mm -hmm. But you think about somebody coming out, you're like, yeah, I live with like five roommates and I live on like oatmeal and and stolen granola. Yeah. And like, you know, whatever water comes from the gutter that we have. Uh, Uh, Yeah. But, but like, it's it's, illegal to collect that water. Is it really? Yeah. Damn. I didn't know that. This guy in our neighborhood, he used to like set out trash cans and then the fucking FBI was like, don't fucking do that. Really? Yeah. Cause you're stealing from the watershed. Damn. Yeah. You can't collect rainwater. That's, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, let's, let's fuck homeless people out of more opportunities yeah. to save themselves. Yeah. He had a home and no one knew why he was doing it. <laughs> but, I don't know. Well, maybe there was some other stuff going yeah. on there that we maybe. weren't looking into. He but you know, it is, I know that for a fact. It is illegal to collect rainwater. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're living on like scraps, right? But then like, and you go to like the dirtiest dive bar ever, Yeah. but then you absolutely kill there, man. And like, you know, somebody buys you a drink. That's all you need. Like oh, that's yeah. the, like for the entire day. Yeah. And, uh, it really is like, I, again, it's, it's that trait that you had brought up in that podcast, but that I see in even rock climbing and, and, you know, climbing buildings and, and rugby even. It's just like, there's a little bit of like punk rockness to it. Like hardcore, yeah. you, you know, you're out there just like, oh yeah, I'm getting dirty. I'm getting those germs. Yeah. You know, COVID, I, you know, yeah, I'll take it a little, you know, I don't think you're an adult unless you get COVID. That's really what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My boss kind of like, I got this shitty boss right now. Nice. He's annoying as fuck. And then last night he was trying to make me feel bad because I got COVID three times. <laughs> I was like, you know who gets COVID three times? A fucking good comedian. <laughs> Because this is all, whatever, I don't give a fuck. The guy we have this week is like a mega backup for like someone, basically Joe Mackey backed out because oh, wow. he saw that we were doing COVID test requirements like to get in the door and he was like, I'm not about that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm blowing up a spot, but he was like, no, I'm out. So we got this guy who hasn't done com- like comedy in six months. He's like 55. This guy fucking blows, dude. He blows. And all night, my boss is like sucking his dick. He's like, oh, this guy was like, not. I'm like, I don't give a fuck how nice he is. This guy's like, shoot this guy. Take him out back and fucking never call him back again. This is insane. It's, it's It was like the worst. Yeah, it was, it was a horrible, horrible not last few rock. nights to work. Not punk rock. But like, that's that was my thing was like, you're not, I don't feel bad. Like, my life is good. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. There was a comedian in New York. Uh, what's his name? He was just like, I don't know. He got it like for a second time or third time the other day. He's like, this is the this is the mark of being a New York comedian. If you haven't had it three times, like I'm never booking you. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> you got to be out there fucking wanting it. Really. That was my favorite thing about this scene was when we got here was all like I what I think are the really good comedians were hustling during COVID and all the fucking pussies were hiding. Yeah. And then they came back and they're like, we used to be. And you're like, yeah, go fucking. Yeah. Well, and I was talking about uh, that with Drew Montana when he came on. He was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How he, um, you know, he he was just like, yeah, I mean, I started only like two, two and a half years ago, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I've caught up to a lot of people because people took like an entire year off, you know, and he was still out there killing it. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's like, I don't, you know, play COVID how you want. You know what I mean? You're allowed to stay inside if you want to stay inside and play it safe. I try not to. Well, it's like the Simone Biles thing. It's like, yeah, you can take time off. Here's the, like, everyone had like an opinion on the Simone Biles take. They're like, oh, she's this or she's that. No, it's like, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. But in terms of when the conversation comes up of who's the best this, Mm -hmm. you're not in it. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't do it. It's the dedication. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I don't, I don't care if you're dedicated. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if Simone Biles never does it again, then it's, it's fine. But when people are like, hey, are you the best this thing? Or should you be in line? For, like, no. Because you didn't do the thing. Mm-hmm. And you can come back and you can be great again and all that. Mm-hmm. But if you take time off, like, there is a consequence to it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I feel like everyone with the mental health thing, they're like, I don't know. It just bothers me. Because it, it feels like the conversation is still about, like, whether or not it's real Rather than like, I don't know. Whether or not you should actually take the risk. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, I think you can work through it sometimes. But, but the fact of the matter is if you're, if you're not out there doing it, same with the COVID thing. If you're not in the muck doing it, then just don't expect the reward for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you're, you're somebody that I'm actually really like curious about like your – because you seem like, again, you seem like uh, I've, I've had very, um, you know, heart-to-heart emotional like you can be uh, an emotional person but you always 
all also have this like punk rock, you know, like uh, factor to you as well. So I am curious as to how you think. I mean, COVID aside, but like, because you you brought it up earlier, it's like yeah. you know how to handle this new culture of it's the PCness versus like not even like a working against it but working with it to become you know a better society right yeah because that's the goal in the end right is to be you know a better culture i would say yeah we're the same culture i, I don't know Let me... well, well i feel like there's two camps uh, at least right now within mm-hmm. the okay so here's the deal <laughs> outside of crazy akash no one in comedy mm-hmm. in this whole city would be like i don't support trans rights who the fuck would say that? Yeah. No one thinks that. No one feels that way. Mm-hmm. Most most comedians are very liberal. Okay. All right, and yet there's a whole other camp mm-hmm. of comedians who are like, we got to make sure that all the and you're like, okay, that's fine. No one, no one's asked. No one's screwing anyone over. Mm-hmm. But like when they see a show that's like all white dudes, they're like, it's a show with all white dudes, and you're like, okay, fine. Like you got them. That's fine. It's mostly white dudes who try comedy. We, we have mostly white dudes in this country. Yeah. And women don't get into it that often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like we can keep booking the same one over and over. But, and then on top of that, they just, they keep doubling down. And they want to always make it this conversation. They want to always make it this thing. And it's a flaunting. It's this, um, you know, they're, they're posturing. And it's, um, I don't know, dude. I, I just... I mean, one of my best friends, two of my best friends are uh, are, are trans people here. I never, I, I'm from Alabama. I didn't know anything about that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I've never been around it. I don't, I never had an opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And yet neither of us have ever been like, we got to fix this show. Mm-hmm. We've got to f- clean this scene. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Just fucking be a person. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Re- I mean, and that's what uh, Dave Chappelle says. He said, be reckless, dude. Because right yeah. now it's more important than ever with what yeah. like they want. And it's funny that I kind of asked that question in like a general broad perspective and Mm -hmm. you narrowed it down to the comedy industry, at least in Philly and from what you've experienced as like a microcosm. Because I think you can find that within any industry, but within comedy, there's, it really is like a certain, because it is mostly white men doing it, right? And it it is, you know, very, it's directed towards a certain group of people. I say Mm -hmm. people that want to watch comedy or want to do comedy. And, uh, and there are some places, like you're saying, where I feel very, very comfortable. Like the regular open micers. Everybody's obviously very open. And when I first started, I felt comfortable just saying whatever I wanted on stage. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, don't get me wrong, I did like a Hitler salute on stage. So that's mm-hmm. that's rough. But uh, but then it, but everybody was like, hey, you should not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they like leveled with me about sure. it. You know? And it's like, okay, that's fair. That's a good that's a good takeaway from, from yeah. this. And I think the people that want to it's almost like they're 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 hopping on a fad you know what i mean they're, yeah they're, well, like a, well the the exploration within vulnerability is the most important thing mm-hmm. about an open mic scene or an open comedy scene mm-hmm. is i don't know so i have to try mm-hmm. and also no one knows we all just have this weird idea of a formula mm-hmm. and we all do it in front of each other and then we all tell each other what we think about it and so it's the most important thing to be able to be like can I push it here? And then you're like, no, maybe not there. Maybe that thing though, but mm-hmm. not there. True. But then they're doing a whole nother thing where it's like, we just got to, if you do that, you're out forever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's not how this works yeah. at all. And I, I think the biggest part with those people, 
especially the last couple days, I've seen they're just bad people. Mm-hmm. Like they're just mean mm-hmm. and they're like selfish and they're self-centered. Mm-hmm. One of the really big like local PC guys who I've always thought was like the nicest person. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine hosted at the club the other day. And everyone loves this guy. He's kind of new because he's a little from further upstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's awesome. And he was telling me that this guy was shitting on him because, like, he basically had, like, an in with our new boss, Ray, the booker at Helium. Mm-hmm. He was like, I had an in to get there. And then this guy, this fucking PC nice guy head, was just like, oh, that's the only reason he, he'll ever get something like that. It's because he knew someone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, like, what's the fucking point? Of being that. Mm-hmm. What's the fucking point of it? Yeah. If you gotta be this, oh, we gotta control inclusivity and all this. It's like, dude, you're literally being a piece of shit. You're literally a fucking exclusive gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, that's weird, man. Comedy got hijacked by like a weird group of people who are like, we're gonna fix the world. And you're like, why the fuck do you have to fix this? Yeah. This isn't for you. Well, and, and it, I, exactly. I wanna say that comedy is supposed to be a place that starts conversations, not you know, mm-hmm. keeps them from happening. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You don't, we don't want to be, I want to push the boundaries like you were saying. So that way we say if, you know, you, I mean, you, you're pretty, uh, you push boundaries a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But say you make like a gay joke or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're bi. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that always helps your situation. Yeah. But I never, I never say that. Uh, and my boss the other day true. was like, you gotta fucking, you gotta say that before. <laughs> Cause people are going to assume some bad stuff. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, well, but but like, say you make a gay joke, right? Mm-hmm. And then, or I make a gay joke, and then yeah. you come off stage and say, you know, it, it didn't get the best reaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a gay comedian out there, or I mean, you're a bi comedian, right? Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be somebody that's just like, yes, that was a little much. Yeah. Um, but here's the conversation of like what you're trying to say with that, and I think it could be funny pushing it this way. Yeah. Whereas, like, and again, that's to start the conversation, promote thinking. Think about okay, if somebody's offended by this. That gets your mindset a little bit closer to the truth about you know that group of people or something yeah, like that. Um, for sure. And instead of somebody who's like again wants to just be angry about things, and mm-hmm. I think there's another part of that that goes into groupthink uh, is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Where it's like where they just want to take somebody else's opinion, like well you shouldn't say that you know, well, because well, don't you feel like the the problem with someone making a gay or a black joke or trans one's the big one. Mm-hmm. Is when it doesn't come off well, it's because they're using it for funny. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't know it. You know what I mean? Like, my whole thing, like, I, I love to do race stuff a lot. I really like race stuff. I blew up, I grew up, I blew up. <laughs> I blew up a church, dude. I'm fucking a bad guy. No, my, uh, I grew up, like, most of my friends, like, I grew up black, dude. I, I'm not saying, no, okay, that's not what I'm saying. I grew up, I grew up, I'm a black guy. I, uh, <laughs> I grew up around a lot of black people, dude. Like, Alabama, we don't have... It's, like, black and white. And I grew up with a lot of black and white. And, like, so... And I've got a lot of black... So, I... Here's the... I got a lot of black friends. I'm only talking from experience. And I only want to work through things that I do know. And same with gay. Like, I live with a gay guy. So, I want to make jokes about what it's like to live... Or, like, I... These are things that I know. But when it's a problem... And an actual problem... Is when a new comedian's, like... What do you call the trend? And you're like, you don't even like. It's not. This is not your world. Yeah. You don't. This is not a place of love. Mm-hmm. This is not a place of experience. You're just being a fucking douchebag, mm-hmm. saying the word because it adds incendiary value. Mm-hmm. Black, gay, trans, all adds incendiary value because it can be shocking if you work against it. Right. But um, 
yeah, if, if you know it and it comes from a place of love, then I don't think there's any, as long as you're being good, you're not punching down, you're fine. Yeah, that's a good point. And so I think it's a lesson, a, a good takeaway from there is to really talk about things that you are either interested in knowing more about, like, you know, say maybe you don't know any trans people, but you like trans culture or mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure what trans culture actually is. But, you know, if I were to say like gay culture, then like somebody, you know, likes RuPaul or like likes watches Vice. Drag. Yeah. yeah. Watches. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to be trans to watch Vice. I feel like that is that's like their demographic. Probably. They're like, you know, who doesn't have a channel. All 13 people in Alabama. <laughs> All those, oh they're really God. lonely down there. Yeah, yeah, but, um, shit, I don't even remember. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Well, yeah, but I did want to mention, you know, people really, I think, really are going to take uh, two straight white, or <laughs> decent, oh, yeah. more white guys. Yeah. yeah, we need more white guys talking about this stuff. That's true. Like, we got to get on top <laughs> of this. Um, yeah. But, no, I get what you're saying. Though. Like, I think, um, you know, talking about from experience, because experience, that's your um, subjective truth, I would yeah. say. And so if somebody can help you um, change the perspective on, that you had on that experience mm-hmm. with that group of people, um, then it gets you closer to the objective truth, which yeah. is, again, what I think we should be you know, trying to value more as a society. I yeah. Guess. I, feel like, I feel like a trans one for me is the big, usually a no-no mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, like I've never considered myself a PC guy, mm-hmm. but like... I don't know, man. I, I, even as uh, like even like getting closer to it, I still there's still like I just never I don't I, I just don't understand it, you know. Mm. And then even you know the people who I care about deeply, it's so rooted in misidentity. Mm. So it's just it's confusing, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like almost every time I hear someone mention it on stage, I'm like, hey, like let's not fucking. I just because it's just you just don't you don't know mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I, my people who my friends who do it like they don't it's hard mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a I don't know I just don't know anything about it and I've I've just yet to hear a joke to this day of someone like do it well mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's just all like just just want to say it you know yeah I don't yeah. know for that weight that what was the word you used that it adds the to gravity to, yeah kind of yeah. you said in there was another word it's okay fine. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, but anyways uh, I think you have fucking uh, tomatoes outside that window uh, I don't think it's not in season for tomatoes although there might be tomatoes out there it's like a bird box what is that uh, I have no idea yeah they do a whole lot of gardening and shit over there but uh, anyways I think that's probably I didn't mean to like get into the PC culture type of like conversation but yeah. uh, that's where we landed um, again yeah two more white guys you know putting our opinions out there regarding it but i also think um i did want to just like i guess it's not backpedaling but i think you know to there are times that i have like thought thoughts and then i've been like why should i even be allowed to think that as a straight white man you know what i mean and and kind of backpedal like opinions that i have this bullshit but that's a fucking valid person that's what i'm saying and uh and i think again no matter who it is like we're allowed to have opinions and and thoughts about things yeah as long as we're open to the conversation to follow right yeah i I had one last night that i was working through with a co-worker yeah where i was like my dad is Pretty racist. Like, he can be pretty racist. Mm. And three years ago, we were sitting around watching uh, football, and he always mutes the commercials. Mm-hmm. And then finally, someone was like, why do you mute the commercials? He's like, every commercial's got a black and a white guy now. <laughs> or, like, every commercial, like, it's an interracial couple, yeah. and, like, another race is a baby. Yeah. And I just remember being like, fuck you. Like, you're dumb. Like, fuck you. And then last night, I was like, every commercial has a fucking interracial couple and a fucking Chinese baby. And you're like, what the fuck even is this? <laughs> All right? 
I, I think that's a conversation we absolutely can have. <laughs> and I'm down for whatever ramifications, but I do want answers for it. Because I saw, it was like a, we were watching the Eagles game last night, and it's like a fucking MetLife commercial. And it's legit, like, a Puerto Rican dude, a black lady, and there's, like, swaddling a fucking Chinese kid. Wow. And you're like, someone stole <laughs> two people. Like, this is, this doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. No yeah. sense. Well, I'm kind of glad about it just because I think people should just not want to watch commercials in general. I think right. that's really where the, the anger should be. Just, just all the constant, the constant yeah. advertisements just shoved down our throats. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe it's not a bad thing that they're becoming more annoying yeah yeah i don't like it's, i don't have a problem yeah with these races mixing right but, but it's, it's like every single thing well it's like it's just that's not what life is i don't know if you know but that's an extremely rare combo you just made you know how often scottish and korean women hook up like that doesn't that's not a thing it's like a lesbian scottish lady fucking teaching soccer to like some fucking this is, that's not a thing. <laughs> Those people don't exist. Except like one time. Who is being properly represented with that right. commercial there? I'm not saying we have to do it differently, but I can't we can't point it out. That's all I'm saying. You are putting things that don't always that's just not common yeah. together and being like, ta-da, buy insurance. And you're like, something's wrong here. That's not a thing that happens all the time. Listen. Kellogg's is try, just trying to follow affirmative action correctly and try to show their their <laughs> brand support yeah. for every other race besides white people. And yeah. People, so. Well, my, my line of thinking with it is usually people advertise the thing they don't have or the thing they screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was this famous story in California four or five years back where Verizon uh, was the carrier for uh, the firefighters fighting the fires in the... Cal- whatever. And... They basically ran out of minutes, and Verizon was like, hey, we can upgrade you to another plan, but it's like $20,000 or whatever. And so they had no comms Mm -hmm. in, like, amongst the flames. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, did Verizon just kill firefighters in California? And the whole Super Bowl season, Verizon was like, Verizon cares about first responders. That was their whole commercial. (laughs) And now you're watching, like, the insurance or whatever the fuck it is, and they're like, Chinese baby, fucking black mom, white dad. Like, we care. I was like, what'd you do to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my line of thinking. It's, it's like, bad. you're representing someone that you fucked over recently. Damn. Yeah. No, that's true. That that's is the victim. It's all backpedaling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's victims. like, we accidentally, yeah, uh, we accidentally enslaved an entire group right. of people. Let's just go ahead right. and, you know, support them now. Well, Nike's the big one, obviously. Fucking, they got some kids locked up somewhere. Yeah. Do they have any uh, anti or anti-child labor things uh, uh, commercials probably, probably not. not they should they, should. they, they definitely yeah. should yeah. well the other thing I was going to say is, is just I just thought about a theory but maybe it's like you know all these big companies like Verizon and uh, you know Nike that mm-hmm. they've already got the white people you know what I mean they've, mm-hmm. they've got the support of the white people they're, they're hooked already yeah. so it's like now all these new targeted ads because they've like monopolized that. the whites aren't going anywhere yeah it's like just mute the commercial then if you don't want to see it you know where they I say the Chinese baby watching that commercial was like hey that's me yeah up there, and there. <laughs> yeah is that what he sounds like yeah he's, exactly he's hey that's me up there <laughs> that's fun yeah. uh but yeah man i think that's a good wrap up for the for the conversation things Hell like yeah. this often like when i talk about with like uh, akash that came on the podcast you know we talk about philosophy or you know you talk about like big societal issues a lot of times there's not like a, an end that's the end doesn't have to be a whole big thing every single time. You know, that's life. That's just sort of how, how shit goes. <laughs> Sometimes things just sort of 
end. All love, no fear, dude. All love. All right, Jackson, get the fuck off of my podcast. All right. Thanks, guys.